If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let us explain. First of all, Tim, it's free. We love free. Ah, There's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Did I mention that it's free? I did, didn't I? You did. Well, it's not only free. Anchor will also distribute your podcast for you. So it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and pretty much every other one. Many, many more. And you can make money from your podcast. That cheddar. Cha-ching. With no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast all in one place. So download the Anchor app for free or go to anchor.fm to get started. We love Anchor. Welcome to Beyond Strange World. I'm Tim, here today with Lance in the Crawl Space Studios in Wormtown. Lance, how are you? I can't be better. Tim, how are you? I'm doing great, and this is sort of a special bonus episode of Beyond Strange World. It was technically recorded for Crawl Space's Patreon channel. That's at patreon.com slash crawlspacepodcast. And uh, but we're running it here, Lance, because it's the three of us that are that are always here on this air on these airwaves here together. That's correct, Tim. We're very excited to have Christopher Garitano back on Beyond Strange World. Uh, most people know him from the wildly popular travel channel show Strange World, which is produced by good friends of the show, uh, the Texas Crew production team. And uh, we got along so well with him when we did this other series, which covered each episode a little bit more in depth. Yeah, we had a lot of fun. We ran eight episodes here, and consider this kind of a ninth, sort of an unofficial ninth. But we might run some more here if we uh, we're going to have them on some Patreon, some more Patreon episodes. So we may just throw them all right here too, so you can enjoy them as well. Um, and in this episode, we essentially cover everything we've always wanted to ask Chris, uh, but I would say part one of that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we wanted to cover everything, but he will answer questions. And this is why we wanted to have a show exclusively with him and see just what kind of legs it had, because we realized as we got to know him that he just doesn't answer the question as like a yes or no. Uh, he's got this rich, interesting story uh, a backstory taken from his own personal life that goes into each answer. Uh, for example, you can't just ask him if he's ever experienced uh, Bigfoot, if, if he's ever had an experience with Bigfoot. Um, you can't. <laughs> right. You can't. Uh, they're, they're, it won't just be like, I, th- I think I saw something in the woods move. There's a whole story where he deliberately goes out to, to these woods and, and is with this guy and they're summoning Bigfoot. Like, who does that? Chris Garitano. Yeah, that's what we love so much about Chris is that uh, that he's got a story about everything and he understands that a lot of these legends and, and things came from something real. So I think that's really where his interest is peaked and uh, and why he's still so interested in all these uh, mysterious things out there. And to us, I think I, I know personally, that's just really entertaining to me um, that he is so curious, intellectually curious about all these things. Yeah. And I am too, maybe not to the level he is as far as going into that stuff. 
um, it's really interesting. Yeah, and there's a you know a dime a dozen for people who do like ghost hunting or people that do the cryptozoology hunting or collecting. Uh, but what makes Chris stand out, and like you said, the the intellectual level that he goes into, he always wants to make it into something more. I think every one of his projects that he's ever told us about, he's always saying, you know, on on in the, on the surface it's this, but it's it's something more. Like the Bigfoot project, he really wanted to incorporate the rise of society in America, the, you know, the guns, germs, and steel uh, element to, you know, the industrial age and all of that, like to, uh, he wanted to work that into his Bigfoot uh, exploration, his Bigfoot research. Like what if there's a, a group of uh, living beings in the woods that have achieved some higher level of, of sensitivity, right? So that's how they're able to hide out. Yeah. He, he, he wanted to make the case that wouldn't you hide, too, exactly. if you saw, um, you know, uh, humans do what we've done as a race. Exactly. If you were just this observer that has existed in your own world and achieved a level of intelligence and, and you see what's happening kind of below you from the mountaintops. Right. Yeah. And, and it's the uh, it's the unfolding of American history as seen through the eyes of a, a Bigfoot uh, culture or society. Yeah, it's a cool idea. I think Very we should cool. revisit it with him, um, or he should do it, if not us, uh, with him. But I know we always talk about Bigfoot stuff. Well, I mean, we need to get more fun, really. <laughs> we morph. do. Public call to morph right now. <laughs> and we also play a very spirited round of This or That, the game created by our weird friend Scott. And, uh, and the Divine Dreamers. <laughs> yeah, we had him on last week, uh, the game's creator. And uh, we play a very appropriate round um, with the question being, which superpower do you want? So we break that down with Christopher Garitano on these airwaves. And this or that is a tournament bracket game. Picture um, like a Sweet 16 bracket from the NCAA tournament, and you pretty much get this or that. But these interesting questions, hypothetical questions that you have to talk out. It's a lot of fun. And the questions and the topics are provided by Scott and the Divine Dreamer. So, uh, if, for example, um, your favorite superhero power you don't come up with what that could be. Scott has provided you with the answers, and each answer competes against each other till it's down to the final answer. So, again, for example, uh, most people would think invisibility would be a superhero power, but Scott throws you the curveball, and he doesn't put it in there. So now you're left to deal with other superhero powers. <laughs> <laughs> exactly, no. Uh, other superhero powers that you uh, will inevitably debate like whether or not it's a superhero power. Uh, it really like it starts to infuriate uh, you in a, uh, in a in a comical way, like like body pliability, like being a rubber man. Is that a superpower? Or is that just like a party <laughs> trick? You know, well, like who's ever going to call on stretch guy to yeah. do something? Well, it's a real a real clash of worlds for us uh, playing that game with an old, you know, uh, the game created by an old friend of ours and a new friend, uh, you know, playing it with a new friend of ours, Christopher Garitano. So um, it's a lot of fun. So without further ado, let's play the audio. I hope you like it. Hopefully we'll be back with more bonus episodes of Beyond Strange World.
welcome to Patreon. How's it going? I'm Tim here, joined by Lance and old friend Christopher Garitano from Beyond Strange World. What's going on, Christopher? Uh, I am here living on the edge of the water, and I thought my canal was safe, but I did see an alligator swim by a few days ago, and um, probably not a good place to go swimming, but how... But I, I, I find the positive in everything. So a huge carnivorous, you know, prehistoric animal uh, living in my backyard is awesome. <laughs> Hit that out of the park. Well, yeah. oh God. So you have, um, and thank you, Christopher, for joining us. People know you from uh, the Strange World fame, and most uh, people know you from the ridiculous amount of fame that you achieved. Uh, it, it basically dwarfed the TV show, uh, the behind-the-scenes podcast version uh, beyond Strange World. Uh, <laughs> I feel like you reached a certain tier with, um, with the TV show, and then you hit a different stratosphere with the behind-the-scenes podcast version. So uh, for, for anyone, for the three people that don't know about that, uh, this is Christopher Garitano from Beyond <laughs> Strange World. Well, I think there's some truth in that because, you know, I mean, uh, radio obviously preceded um, television and now it's it's come back in so many ways. And it's so wonderful how many people can reach, uh, you know, such a large audience around the world with what you guys do every day. I'm just I love it so much. And it seems to be I don't know if it's competitive with television, but cable television seems to be dissipating and turning into something else. So, you know, it's, it's hard to foresee where it's all going, but um, I mean, I know we're going to have television programs and we're going to reach people, but it seems like it's more convenient to tune into these things. And, um, you know, as long as you have something to say, uh, people will always be listening. Yeah. Well, it's said. a different medium. Yeah. And it's a different medium and it's, it's a little, it, they both serve, um, great purposes and they can exist, they can coexist and, uh, benefit each other. Um, which is fun because I think you go to podcasting, um, for a more intimate experience than you get on TV. This is true. And also, um, you know, the, the idea of like radio theater has returned. I mean, I just, uh, you know, just participated in, uh, something with you guys recently that, uh, reminds me of radio theater. You know, and it was fantastic. I think it's much less an audio book and more more like radio theater. Which yeah, the uh, old school uh, radio theater is uh, pretty cool when it's uh, meeting up with this new podcast uh, distribution of of entertainment. And thank you very much. There will be an announcement soon about that. Uh, we are wrapping up um, some of the production work uh, on your story for this, so there'll be an announcement soon about that uh you are providing the one of the voices for season three of pyrational stories and we're super excited about that uh and when we were working on this you were telling me all these stories and you were telling us uh your your history in filmmaking uh, independent filmmaking and your theories on everything from uh your theories on everything and we were like, this really should be a show. So we're trying to figure out how we can get our feet going, like our feet under us. And 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 we're gonna we're gonna play around with some concepts here on Patreon to see to see what really sticks in terms of uh in terms of the the Christopher Garitano show. 
so I hope you don't mind uh, us maybe, you know, meandering a little bit. No, not at all. I mean, ask me anything. If it's something that uh, I, it's worth talking about, I'll talk about it. You know, I'm, I'm happy. <laughs> tall uh, order. Okay. Tall, tall yeah. order. <laughs> and then across the canal, there, uh, I guess, uh, retirees that decided what's best in life. Uh, what's best in life is a very noisy bird that screeches in pain all day. <laughs> <laughs> How do you know it's in pain? How could it make that noise and not be in pain? <laughs> What's the noise? Oh, I can't. I, you know, I'll wait for it. It just screams. <laughs> it screams. Oh, like that. <laughs> it, it, pretty much. It sounds very much like that. All right, Chris, uh, before we started recording with you, we uh, had a couple of questions internally that, that me and Lance were kind of uh, bouncing back and forth. We were kind of talking about some other things, and, and we were like, do you think Christopher Garitano watched the Super Bowl? And I said, definitely, yes, he did. And Lance said, definitely, no way. Okay, so, we got a lot of writing right, on this. So I'll tell you a story. I, I grew up in a... Uh, an extremely uh, uh, fanatical football family. And I played football when I was a kid. My dad, even though I was really much more into special effects, makeup and art and even filmmaking at five, you know, like I wanted to be a movie maker. Uh, my dad made sure I played football. So uh, I was there. I, I showed up at every practice, every game. And I was pr at that time, I was the smallest guy on the team, very little kid, you know, uh, but I was there and, um, and then even to make money later on, I was shooting college games. I have nothing against the game. I appreciate it. I love it. I just haven't had the time to follow it. And I usually check out the Super Bowl every year just because it's something to watch. Yesterday I did not. I was busy working on my independent film. So. No. <laughs> exactly. That's the sound effect for uh for a no. Yeah. No. No. <laughs> oh, no. I thought it was going in the other direction. Okay. I thought I was gonna lose that. Damn, wow. Yeah, that was a good, good setup. Set you've uh you, you you've got experience hosting TV shows. I can see that. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so um no okay. here's another one. <laughs> Have you ever seen a ghost personally? Yes. But I don't ghost <laughs> Is that a doorbell? <laughs> so excited about your new sound. I think it's like an air, airplane chime. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, I don't know what I saw. All I know is I saw a woman walk from one room to another and completely disappear. So, and I wasn't on drugs and I wasn't overly exhausted and, um, you know, I was wide awake and actually just finished a phone call. And I uh, was living with my then girlfriend in Michigan. It was our apartment. And uh, there was a long, I had, I had a hallway shaped like an L. So I was in the living room. The L extended from me going down to the left was my office. At the very end, before the L made a right, um, was my bedroom door, which was kind of shrouded in darkness. And, um, I, out of my peripheral, or even better than my peripheral, saw what I thought was my girlfriend walking from the bedroom area because I couldn't see the door 
to my office and then enter my office. Now, at that point, I hadn't taken my eyes off the office doorway, finished my phone call, walked into my office to see what she was up to and say hello, and nobody was there. We lived on the fourth floor. There was a snowstorm outside. The windows were shut. Nobody could have jumped out the window. They would have died. Uh, Hard concrete on the bottom. And it was almost immediate. I kind of walked in not too long after I saw what I thought was her walking into my office. Mm. So then immediately I walked over to the bedroom. The door was shut. I opened the door. I walked in. The room was dark. And she was wrapped up in her blankets, asleep, clearly asleep for quite some time. And I woke her up to ask her if did you go in my office? Which I knew just didn't make any sense. And she said, no, I've been asleep. Hmm. And I saw someone walk from that area into my office and disappear. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Did you, uh, was she like rolling her eyes and like, Oh my God, Chris, not again. No, because she had a, a similar experience. Um, she was asleep in the living room, fell asleep in there one night and I was laying in the bedroom reading and she uh she must have she woke up and she came into the bedroom and she said did you just come up to me and tell me to come to sleep and i said no and she's like well somebody just touched my shoulder and said come to bed damn whoa yeah same apartment same apartment a lot of weird stuff happened in that apartment did you did you then uh rip off your shirt and show your 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 bulging biceps and, and all of the muscle tone and yelled, show yourself to me. Did you do anything like that? You know, I know that's a technique. And <laughs> I've seen technique go into application by a very well-known uh, uh, ghost hunter, but I don't think that's the way because I don't, I think this is what I think. I think we don't really even know what ghosts are. We're assuming that it's the, um, the spirit of a, a discorporated human. And um, I don't know what I saw that night. Was it a, um, what is it? Was it a, a hallucination? I I don't think so. Was it a uh, person from another dimension? Was it a parallel dimension? Was it, who knows what was it, it was? Bigfoot? You know, like, it could have been Bigfoot. It was a little too pretty to be Bigfoot. Well, maybe. It was, yeah. <laughs> okay. All right. Speaking of Bigfoot, I mean, I don't want to have you ever uh, shame Bigfoot, but. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I think that's a, that's an interesting story. And uh, it sounds like there was some history in that place and the ghost uh, sounds like it just wanted to go to bed. Like, so, and it wanted you to go to bed that other time. Maybe it wanted to do your taxes. I wish, you know, the the thing is, it's like you're in a place where, so many moments and so many lives have occurred there, uh, good and bad. And you never really know what happened in that place, especially hotel rooms. It's like, you don't know if, uh, you know, some transient psycho killed a prostitute in a room you're sleeping in, you know, or somebody did something really horrible in a room you're sleeping in. Hotels freak me out, and I obviously travel for work and, and and life, and we all do. And it's like staying a lot of them, and they really bug me out because it's I'm well aware of how many bodies and lives and moments were lived in those rooms, you know. Mm. And it's unlike your home, you know. Uh, right now, I'm in a house 
And I, the minute I walked in this house, I felt a good vibe. I don't believe I've had anything, any kind of negative vibe in this house at all. That's why I really like it. But I've, I've, I've stayed in, you know, I lived in small apartments in New York City and a lot of weird energy in those places, you know. I think people leave something behind. How do you feel about uh, old schools? Again, you know, I, I haven't I haven't been in a, a a school in quite some time since I graduated from college, pretty much. You know, like and spent a significant amount of time there. But um, old schools. I mean, you know, it, it's there's some stories out here. There's a place called the Dozer School where I believe a lot of orphans were were. The, you know, they, 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 their education occurred at these places, but then recently they were finding bodies of these kids, a lot of the missing kids underneath the school. And it's, it's an unexplained uh, tragedy and mystery. And, um, you know, they, they're starting to discover maybe what happened there. And I don't know if it's akin to like a Montauk type situation. I think there's a very shadow, shadowy, uh, ink black, dark black history, pitch black history that has ran uh, parallel to what we know. And even what we know is scary enough if you really think about it. But there's other things that have occurred that haven't really made the most prominent chapters of our, our history books. And I'm, this is what I explore in, in the shows, you know, like I'm always trying to kind of present these ideas forward, um, not to freak people out or make them depressed. That's the last thing you want with anything you're doing. But I think, um, number one, these stories are intriguing and, uh, and it's still a mystery. You know, all this stuff has happened in our history and it's like, we, we, I think we need to give it a little bit more attention than just novelty. Totally agree. And, uh, what we have for questions here seem to inevitably lead into something a little bit more, uh, like deeper. Tim and I were, were coming up with the questions before we started recording with you. And we were, uh, we were just giggling cause we were having so much fun with it. Uh, <laughs> but we knew in the back of our heads that, um, like, I don't, I didn't realize uh, ser- like you had no idea I was going to ask about an old school. Like what about old schools? And then it goes into this, um, this, 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 uh, school with the children's bodies underneath and, and it opens you up to this whole new thing. So sort of what we're exploring here and it's a good segue into the other questions. Uh, what, what else do you have teed up over there, Tim? Well, you mentioned Bigfoot earlier. Um, Christopher, have you ever seen or heard what you believe to be a Bigfoot sound? Okay. So here's the story. So I, I, a few years back, I started to, I, I, I've always been interested in that subject always. Uh, you know, went camping a lot as a kid and even as a young adult, I was going camping with friends, uh, upstate New York. And one of the very first recorded Bigfoot sightings was in upstate New York. So, uh, I, again, it's always been an interest, but the thing most interesting to me is I, I think that is the least far-fetched of a lot of our mysteries, and there are so many credible witnesses and and really solid stories over the years, and you can't see it like um, like a deer population. Like uh, there's, I, I live near a nature preserve, so every night, you know, driving in from town or whatever, I have to drive through the nature preserve to get to where I live, and um, I see deer, I see armadillo, I see all sorts of animals, and you know, I'll, obviously, a lot of them are. are they walk into traffic. They, 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 they don't really, they, they don't run away unless they're approached. Right. 
Now, if we were to consider something a little less like an animal brain and more like a very conscious, self-conscious, heightened awareness, and it's possible, right? You know, uh, there are quite animals in general are, are elusive. So there are so many stories over the years that fascinate the hell out of me about this subject. And and once again, very credible people. You know, I don't know if you heard the the Theodore Roosevelt story, um, but he never claimed to have seen it firsthand. However, he was on a on a hunt. I think it was a buffalo hunt, and he wrote this in his memoirs that he spoke to a guy named Bauman. And it was Bauman's reaction and emotion while he told Roosevelt this story that Roosevelt was really blown away by it. And he actually wrote it in his in his memoirs. It affected him so deeply. And Bauman was out on a trapping hunt for two days with his friend. He's out there with his buddy, and they start to hear this noise, like the one you're asking me if I've heard. And I had heard, I heard something, and I'll get to that, but I want I wanted to lead in with this. So Bauman and his and his buddy are out there trapping. They hear this scream. Now these guys are frontiersmen, they're trappers. They're out there all the time. They're not afraid of anything. And that's what Roosevelt starts the story off with is that by nature, these guys aren't into uh, ghosts and goblins. But I, he's like, I have to tell you this story. And it's in his, his book, The Wilderness Hunter, in the chapter Cowboy Land. And so they're out there, Bauman and this guy are out there. They're trapping day one. They're hearing this scream in the middle of the night, an animal or something they do not recognize. And these guys are starting to get a little scared. So they go out there the next day and they're like, look, um, let's, because uh, they were up all night. They were building the fire high. It really spooked them out. So they said, look, I'll go my way. You go your way. Let's clear out the traps. We'll meet back here and we'll get out of here. And so they're spending all day clearing out their traps. It was a plentiful hunt and they meet, well, Bauman goes back at the time he said he was to meet his friend and he found his friend neck broken, puncture wounds in his neck and dead, you know, dead. He was attacked and killed and started hearing this screaming again. And so they put up all his stuff and ran as far as he could. And I think there's a little more to that story. They may have actually have seen something walking at night. So that's a really creepy story. And Roosevelt was so affected by this guy's emotions, Bauman, while he told him that story, that it, once again, like Theodore Roosevelt was out there, you know, this guy, uh, you know, he, 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 he lived so much life and experienced so much. Why would he tell this story if it was a joke? And there are a lot of people like that. So... When I was making, and I began to make my own um, Bigfoot documentary, and it was coming out really good, and I, I met this gentleman named... Uh, Mike Morford. John. <laughs> no, he was up in northern Michigan, and we went to a place called Mayo, Michigan. And uh, he was an interesting guy and seemed down to earth and had his own life and, and kids and things to deal with, and was just very straightforward about what he had experienced. So he took me to a place that he called the Field of Screams. Oh, why? Why? Did you know that that was called the Field of Screams before he took you there? I had no idea. Okay, good. <laughs> the first thing I hear that night, and I'm, I'm excited. I'm like, all right, I know I'm not going to see a Bigfoot. It was deer hunting season. It was cold. And the best was I show up at the place with my same then girlfriend, and um, it was a almost 300-year-old cabin. 
it was called Millie's Cabin. It was fantastic. And, uh, but the problem is the minute we get there, the woman behind the counter at the place where you get your keys says, I just want to tell you, if you hear a girl, uh, crying in the middle of the night, it's a ghost. I'm like, and immediately my girlfriend at the time was like, okay, we're not staying here. And I'm like, no, 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 don't worry about it. And I looked at the lady like, did you have to say that? <laughs> Chris, come on. That's everything you've always wanted. Yeah. You're at a place called the Field of Screams. So I'm out at the Field of Screams. So this gentleman uh, breaks out this giant, what was it, a didgeridoo, and starts blowing into it. And, and it's making this noise. And I think that's what it was, right? It's a big giant. Yeah, I just want to be clear with people who don't know what a didgeridoo is. I I think you're talking about the Australian instrument, right? Australian instrument, correct. Yeah, you have to practice uh, cyclical breathing when you play this, meaning you're you're breathing in as you're exhaling, and it creates this really low tone, like, like, uh, you can probably hear it in like um, soundtracks. I think James Horner used it a lot. In his uh, movie soundtrack, <laughs> that is not like that. that is not, not a like that. <laughs> no. Well, it was like he was summoning King Kong. Okay, and again, I was having a blast. My then girlfriend was terrified because she thought Bigfoot was going to come and snatch her up. So the first thing we hear are coyote leaving the den. And if you've never heard that before, it's amazing. It's like this wild sound. These animals are having this charge. They're ready to go out and hunt. They're screaming and yelling. And it's, it's amazing sound. And I looked at him immediately. And I said, I know that's not Bigfoot. He's like, no, that's coyote. And I'm like, okay. So after a while, it gets really quiet and he blows into that thing again. And we're listening, quiet, 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 listening. And then we hear what sounds like kind of like an owl, but it didn't sound like an owl making the noise. It sounded like something else. Now we're in the middle of nowhere. It's cold. Deer season just ended. So there's no hunters out there just hanging out. There's nobody there. We're in the middle of nowhere. And we're hearing this thing. And he looked at me and he said, that's a Bigfoot. That's a Bigfoot making an owl call to another Bigfoot. And then I heard leaves and branches crunching and that's what i heard and then the next day he showed me what he claimed was a bigfoot print so that's as close as i got to any experience that's pretty close that's That's close uh, closer than most people we speak to regarding (laughs) regarding bigfoot so when are we going to be going to the field of screams with you i'd love to go back to myo michigan i don't know i had a great feeling there you know you're out in the forest i felt very rejuvenated you know like i felt like that's where i needed to be regardless of the big feet it was cool i love that you've even got a bigfoot story um what what happened with the documentary so i really loved working on it and um i came up with a better idea because there's so many programs on bigfoot so many and i really enjoyed what i was making i could show you i did i did I made like this really neat preview of it. Uh, You could see some of the footage of this gentleman telling some of his stories, but I had a better idea and that idea came to me and um, that's the one I started writing. And so in short, my Bigfoot movie would be most likely a mini series. I'm going to pitch eventually for TV, or if I make it on my own, it would be like a three hour epic 
uh, perspective on American history, right? North American history and going from Native American perspective throughout the Roosevelt thing, through the Ape Canyon story, which was a story of prospectors that ended up shooting one. And then um, their their uh, cabin was under siege all night long by the family of the thing they killed. I mean, like, and there's some there's some credibility to some of these stories, you know? Uh, yeah. And so going forward and going forward and just credible stories that we're telling the tale of, of American history and how the country changed with war and violence and even genocide. And imagine, and well, right. Well, imagine if you will, there's this species self-conscious, right? They, they, they have a bit of a heightened intelligence and in compared to animals and they're looking at all of this. They're seeing us. They're seeing what we're doing, you know? So we're telling the tale of how crazy, you know, this, this country was built on uh, bullets and booze and, and, and murder and, you know, all sorts of crazy stuff happened in this country. And imagine if you had this quiet tribe watching this happen from the forest, you know? So that's the tale. And you have all these great Bigfoot stories to kind of lead us through American history. What a, you know? what a cool way to tell uh, the story of American history. Sure, sure. And the Bigfoot completely um, checking out, going, trying to get further and further into the wilderness and get away from us. Uh, and so, you know, I always said, you know, maybe we should just leave this a mystery. And that's why I didn't want to go forward with my documentary, because I was really going to press I, like my ideas for a Bigfoot hunt are completely different than a bunch of fools walking into the woods making duck calls, because you don't even do that when you're hunting deer, you know, like in a way like you, you, you need to cover up your scent. You need to be completely stealthy. It's almost like these, um, these Bigfoot shows are misinformation because of course, if there was a, a, a creature that had an even more heightened intelligence and awareness than like a deer or, or a bear would see you coming and smell you coming miles away, you know? Uh, and so, it doesn't make any sense to just go in there and start making a lot of noise like a bull in a china shop, yeah. you know, like it doesn't make any sense at all. You'll never find one. So I, I part of me feels like they shouldn't be found. And my movie would explain why. Yeah. You know? Because they're interdimensional. I don't know Yikes. about that. I'm not going to go there. Yikes. <laughs> okay. I was just trying to throw a hand grenade uh, into uh, into an elevator there. But I would accept and even Jane Goodall believes that they exist. And, and, and just like, you know, yeah. I feel the same way that she does. It's like, why, why is this so far fetched? Look at, look at prehistory, look at evolution, look at everything that existed before us. And it, and it exists now. And if you know the, you know, the story of the mountain gorilla, Diane Fossey took quite some time to even find them uh, a lot of hard work, you know? So it's like, we, we tend to not believe in things as a society because we're really caught up in artifice. And again, that, that statement's in the movie too, but trust me, it'll be thoroughly entertaining. I'm picking the best Bigfoot stories to put in here. So, Hey, do, do you think um, the, awesome. the gentleman who took you into the woods and played the didgeridoo, do you think that he had established a relationship with um, whatever Bigfoot might be in the woods because he was able to use this instrument to call out to it and it felt, was it, was it responding to, to, to the instrument or 
It may have been. He claimed to have gotten close. There are a lot of people that have, but, you know, again, for every person that you want to believe, there's another person who, and I, and when I had it out there that I was making this thing, um, I was contacted by quite a few people. So one gentleman contacted me and, uh, you know, he's like, I want to send you some pictures of what I took of the big feet last night. And I said, okay. And, uh, it was really like a blurry picture of a bush. I looked at this thing for hours. I was trying to, he said, no, don't you see them? It's the mama and the baby in the tree. And I'm like, there's nothing in this photo. I've looked at this thing for hours. There's nothing there. I swear it. So it's like, I, you know, you have to, as, as nice as some of these people are, uh, I don't know where they're coming from. You know, I don't know what drug, yeah sold or you know who knows but so it's hard to disprove some of them right right i i i personally this is just my own intellect and my knowledge of history and then reading some stories from credible witnesses right credible witnesses like someone with something to lose if they come out with a story and personally just my my own perspective is i don't think it's that far-fetched look at all the uh fossil records that we have um, you know, the bones that we found of creatures that have long since passed. And then the idea that let's say as simple as the giant squid, they said it didn't exist anymore. Two years later, Japanese fishermen found one and then we found another one. So it's like, you know, if, if they found a, a Bigfoot or a Sasquatch, right, then it's just going to become another animal. And then we're going to accept it. And I'm aware that we're like this. We don't believe anything. And then it happens and it's like, oh, well, I guess I was wrong, you know, and it's like, <laughs> but it requires those who are, who allow themselves to believe for good reason to find the evidence. I just think in this case, yeah, these things don't want to be found. They really don't. I think, uh, I think you could be onto something there with, um, heightened senses, uh, and things like that. Um, and, uh, yeah, if you've ever looked up the Gigantopithecus, I think it's called, you'll, uh, you know, something that is confirmed by science to have, uh, lived years ago, um, you know, you might you might believe that a few of those could still be hanging around because because that basically is, I think, what Bigfoot would be. Sure, sure, and I also believe that if if it's not alive now, that at some point there may have been uh, a prehistoric animal that survived and swam around Loch Ness. Somebody saw the thing, you know. Somebody saw something there. Maybe a couple of people saw it, but. It's like it's it's funny because we laugh at this stuff and it, it's so much in pop culture. We make fun of it and, you know, beef jerky commercials and all sorts of fun stuff. But I have a feeling that I, I have a strong feeling that that these things exist and that they're not that far fetched. I, I you know, I, there's so much mystery in this world. And again, you know, most of the people that laugh and joke about this, we're literally sitting in an ocean of artifice. Everything is fake. Everything is a replication of your idea. What's real is what's out there in the forest, what's out there in the oceans, you know, what's beyond our atmosphere. Um, those are the things that are real, you know, everything else we've just kind of created to, you know, make some sense out of our existence. Well, that's a, a good segue to the, uh, to the, to the dark matter question, Tim. Oh my God. I don't even want to get into that right now, actually. <laughs> I know. <laughs> 
It's a great segue, though. Let's save that. Let's save that we'll Put one. a pin on dark matter. Yeah. yeah. Um, I'll change the subject so, real quick. Did you know Theodore yeah. Roosevelt was shot in the chest and continued to give a, a, like an hour and a half long speech? It's amazing. I, I don't believe I've heard that one before. Theodore Roosevelt was shot outside of an auditorium or his hotel or something. He had his his speech, which was thick, in his um in his like jacket pocket over his heart, and the the uh the would be assassin came up to him and shot him point blank, and then the badass goes in front of the people that he was giving the speech to, and says, "I just want everyone to know that I've been shot, and I would be dead if it wasn't for this speech. I'm going to try my best to deliver it, uh, but I might have to keep it brief." And he delivered ninety minutes of speech. And then went to the hospital. <laughs> wow. Yeah, that's pretty good. Theodore Roosevelt wow. shot in the chest. He was uh he was an interesting guy and uh, you know, led the charge in the uh was the Spanish American War and all sorts of stuff. Uh but we, again, we don't you know I don't know how much is embellished, you know, what was real and and, and, and what was embellished. And that happens today, now, right. even more so. It's like everything's being adjusted and Yeah edited and we don't know what's real uh well chris one thing we do know that's real is uh this game that our friend created called this or that and uh (laughs) thank you and uh we've been playing it on these airwaves recently and it is a lot of fun and we noticed a question that is right up your alley and so what we did was drew out a little bracket it's sort of like a March Madness kind of bracket, uh, but don't worry, there's no sports involved. And uh, and so basically it, it's one question, and in this case the question is, which superpower do you want? And then there's a bunch of mini questions, and ultimately it whittles down your answers into the one that you want the most. And it makes for some fun debate. Yeah, it makes for some great debate. And keep in mind that the the sub-questions that Tim spoke of, they are provided by the game's creator, Scott. So you don't have much of a say in it. Like, your your favorite superpower might be <laughs> um, to be invisible, but Scott might not have put that down. So you're, you're working with what you got, okay. which makes it uh, very fun and uh, debatable. Right, that's part of the quirks. Um, and so the way I think this works best is if we can kind of come to a compromise on each question. So since there's three of us, um, whatever side gets two um, people voting for it moves on to the next round. Okay. <laughs> okay. Here we go. All right. Here we go. Here we go. Which superpower do you want? Invi- invincibility mm-hmm. or flying? Hmm. Probably invincibility. I'm going to go flying. I'm going invincibility. Okay. Okay. Invincibility yeah. moving on to the next round. What, why on that one? Well, I am suspecting that invincibility, uh, you can be hurt or cut or infected or whatever and overcome it. If you're flying, what if you, I mean, fly high speed into the propellers of a helicopter or even a drone and smashes you in the head? You're not invincible. You're going to fly and hit the ground. <laughs> all a little too hard and break your ankles. Uh, and then what are you going to fly all day? I would rather be either invincible or invisible. 
Because mm. <laughs> I agree. Get onto a plane or a train and not have to pay any time, and then end up wherever you want. I wouldn't mind being able to fly, but I think I would choose invisibility and invincibility over that. Well, invisibility is a good one, but unfortunately, that is not <laughs> within the parameters of this, of this game. Unbelievable. <laughs> and I made sure to I made sure to check that invincibility is the correct word, not invisibility. So it so we did the crash the question right. And the reason I chose flying was because I, I wasn't sure if invincibility meant immortality, which is something I would want to avoid. No, I, I get it. Maybe there's a way, though, with invincibility where if you really wanted to check out, you could. Right. Okay. If that's on the table, then you might have me. The question is, which superpower do you want? Super strength or x-ray vision? Probably uh, super strength. Super strength. Yeah. Lance? I feel like uh, super str- <sighs> X-ray vision. Going with X-ray vision. I, th- I feel like strength has more uses, but maybe I'm just not being creative enough. What did you say? Uh, X-ray vision has more uses. No, I think strength does. I I agree, and that was just the what quickly came to me. I could be wrong about that. You really have to think about it. You know, like yeah. how what what's the application? Even if something is initially more attractive to you. It's like think about it. How do I use this? What is what is it? What, how is this going to get me by? How is it going to make my life better? You know. Right. Yeah. It depends on a lot of factors. I feel like. And here's the weirdest thing. All of this stuff we're talking about in jest. <laughs> I know you. You may have heard this from me before, but this is true. These things that you're you're talking about, these super powers, might come to fruition. Most likely, will one day, and not maybe even in our lifetime because the the um, military science and medical science and government science has been listening to the world of the, the fictional world of the superhero and fantastic science fiction and they are designing these things to be real um, so a lot of what we're we're talking about here will come into play eventually so we will yeah. have x-men we might even become them we might even that might be part of our evolution so it's the, that's exciting and terrifying and so interesting at the same time but you can see through people's clothing with x-ray vision right <laughs> you don't want the wrong guy to get especially invisibility i mean remember kevin bacon's character from that movie a hollow man yeah you don't want a guy like that great movie well luckily Luckily, that's not a part of this game. <laughs> um, and yeah, X-ray vision. I mean, do, do, do you see someone's bones, or do you see like uh, underneath their bra? <laughs> do you know what I mean? Like, what's? I think you can dial it. You, I think is... you can dial it to different yeah, levels. Yeah. <laughs> you have a dialer. Okay, yeah, that's good. You, you can see deep into your backyard and where the old man buried a million dollars, but most people would never know. <laughs> that's valuable then i could argue that would be more valuable exactly <laughs> but okay uh okay how about this one which one do you want most which superpower would you want most shapeshifter or to have the ability of mind control oh god what could you shapeshift into anything i guess i guess yeah i guess anything you want and inanimate objects too um i don't think there's any parameters not unless uh, specified. Here in the question, so yeah. 
Hmm. And mind control. I mean, I, if you're, if you're really slick, you can learn how to control minds through the shape-shifting method. Yeah. But that's, mm. that's enigmatic, and you really got to work on that. Yeah. The mind control thing, though, that might work in your favor a little more immediately than the shape-shifting thing. But if you get creative with shape-shifting, you might have all of the above and be able to shape-shift, and that's more attractive to me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm on board. I'm on board. Shape shifting. Yeah. yeah, me too. More possibilities. Um, and arguably you could, le- you know, maybe try to learn how to mind control anyway, or, uh, you know, through do it in certain ways that people have tried over the years, like, uh, social media being one, uh, yeah. <laughs> or take the Chris Voss masterclass. He's a, uh, <laughs> right. former, former, uh, FBI negotiator. He teaches now right. to control minds. Yes. Um, okay, so how about this one? Which one would you rather, super speed or telekinesis? Oh, telekinesis, without a doubt. No question, mm. telekinesis. Yeah. <laughs> because you can, couldn't you telekinetically transport yourself? Like, you could actually fly with telekinesis, right? Because couldn't you just make your body fly being telekinetic, right? Uh, I like where your head's at with that one. I guess so. Yeah, you could levitate. You could... Uh, move anything you want. Exactly. The other one was super speed, yeah. right? <laughs> right, but super you can speed. move yourself at a fast speed. Or you can move the but thing like, that you're running towards to you. That's true. Yeah, see? These are the things uh, you think about once you have a superpower. <laughs> <laughs> okay, how about this one? On to the other side of the bracket. Super hearing or the aforementioned teleportation specifically. Hmm. Oh, teleportation. Yeah. Yeah. Not much use for super hearing. We're no, probably annoying. really annoying unless unless you can turn it off. But so. Yeah, yeah and heartbreaking because then you're really hearing what people say about you. <laughs> right. God. Could you imagine? Could you imagine, Tim, if we had super hearing for all the people who listen to the shows? Hmm. I wouldn't want it. No. <laughs> Um, all right, how about this one? Regenerative powers or full body armor? Oh, the the regeneration power, for sure. Yeah. <laughs> that's that's like asking, uh, do you want a horse or a car, right? I mean, <laughs> so, you, so you get the armor, but what's the use of the armor? <laughs> I want I want the uh I want the I want the Maserati. Yeah, I mean, what kind of armor? You know, is it is it just impenetrable armor or is it just kind of like you know uh one of the knights templar you know mm. suit of armor chain man right yeah yeah you know it's what, really I'm, i guess up to you i'm gonna compare this to uh when you have your uh your earbuds in with the wires and then you upgrade you enlighten yourself <laughs> to uh the airpods and then you use those and you go what was i doing with the wires i feel like Listen, that'd be the same thing this with the is armor. what we're doing with the wires we are reducing the amount of the effects of mind control and whatever else is coming through those Bluetooth headphones. Because currently, <laughs> it is right now, I have the ones with the wires. Right now. Oh, shit. <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, some of us are enlightened okay. and some of us are a bit in the dark ages. <laughs> How about this one? Time freezing or no need for food? Oh, Time freezing. 
because you can get Obviously, as much food right? as you want. You could freeze people. Right. Th- no that's amazing. Food, to me. That, that arguably could be one of the most valuable ones. Food, I, it's a pleasure. I enjoy food. How is that a superpower? Yeah. How is no need for food a superpower? I don't know. It's it's like a convenient power, I guess. <laughs> it's convenient. It's not okay, like you're gonna. De- this it's not like you're gonna defeat somebody with it. It's not like you're going up against somebody. <laughs> <and> you're like, <laughs> it's not yeah. like you'll ever get into a contest. Like, see how long you don't have. You can go without eating. <laughs> That's ridiculous. Yeah, it's kinda, I'm kind of like Dracula. You know, like he, he never ate. Doesn't drink wine. Only drinks blood. That's it. Yeah. But I guess in this that case, you wouldn't eat anything. I'm <laughs> that one's a blowout. That one. That's Wait, like when Holy Cross makes claim the they don't need food. Have you heard of these people? They're cool. Aren't they called like breathitarians? I don't even know <laughs> how real it is. <laughs> they just live off of air. Yeah. <laughs> oh boy. I don't okay. know what they're called. I don't know what they're called currently, but they'll eventually just be dead. So they're deceased. Some of these people claim they haven't <laughs> eaten or drank in a long time. I'd love to interview one of those guys. <laughs> Jeez, I never heard of that. <laughs> yeah. <God>. No. <laughs> Go um, to YouTube. Uh, <laughs> All right, here's here's the last one of the first round. Element oh, manipulation round. or super stretching? Which one would you rather? Now, what does uh, element manipulation entail? Like, what, what is that? There's no detail uh, in the question, <laughs> so it's really it's really whatever you think it may be, whatever could be more useful. I mean, there's not even like a war going on, so technically, we don't need any of these right now. But maybe that's part of your hypothetical question. I don't know. Maybe I could turn like dirt into gold or get yeah. a piece of coal and turn it into a diamond. I think element right. manipulation might be better. For sure. As opposed to s- stretching? <laughs> yeah. Yoga. Yeah. I mean, notice how, what was his name? Dr. Stretch hasn't really made it into the modern day superhero <laughs> folklore. Like, you know, right. right. He's, he's not really there. Really <laughs> oh, mean, you a, can stretch. Well, wow. it's a no-brainer. Uh, the element thing, like it's a no. Who wants to stretch? What would you do that for? I mean, it might be a nice additional <laughs> yeah, power, a bonus. <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, second round here. Which superpower do you want more? Invincibility or super strength? Invincibility. Yeah, kind of not even a question yeah, when it's uh, posed out loud. Yeah, for sure. Because imagine, if you will, you have this giant ogre. He's really strong, uh, you know, and you have the super strength. You beat him. But you're invincible, so this guy's kicking your ass. He tires out. You do a whole rope-a-dope thing, and then you turn around and just knock him dead. You know. <laughs> I like it. Um, all right. Shapeshifter or telekinesis? Ooh, good one. Uh, I don't know. Telekinesis is so attractive to me for some reason. I probably, and again, I don't know the extent of the shape shifting, but I might choose telekinesis on this one. I Lance? Think, I think I'm going shape shifting. Mm. It's pretty cool. Mm. Swing boat to Tim. Yeah. Yeah. I, um,. I think I'm going shapeshifter too, really mostly because teleportation is still on the board and um and we kind of discussed that as being one of the best parts of telekinesis. But shapeshifting just seems like limitless almost. This is true. Yeah, I mean there's a lot of things you can 
turn into, but I, I don't know. Like, what are I see? He has to give us the uh, the parameters of this. What are the limits of shape shifting? Can you just turn into anything? Can you turn into water? Can you turn into you know? And are you still you? You're just like, is it an illusion? <laughs> I want to know the depth of this shape shifting thing. I think we have to des- decide the parameters right now. I think that's I think that's how this game works. Yeah, before... and and does it hurt to shape shift? You know, like and all the. You know, a lot of the Fair things question. I've read about so-called werewolves, like all your bones are breaking and reforming. And right. I had a dream I turned into a werewolf once. Or I was a werewolf. And then you, you woke up and you had uh, muddy feet and your, your pajamas were all torn up? <laughs> no, no but it was insane. It was insane. <laughs> yeah, and, it was the most insane dream I've ever had broken life. into. Um, yeah. I, how are you not? I feel like you are a werewolf. Is there any chance, <laughs> any chance of that? I, not that I know of. <laughs> okay. Uh, you, I think you've got me convinced though, um, with the, with the pain element of shape shifting, I'm going to change my answer to telekinesis. Uh. Okay. Uh, <laughs> on the other side, teleportation or regenerative powers. Oh, that's a tough one. Oh no. Come on. Uh, Perhaps just regenerative, uh, sorry, regenerative <laughs> or something. Um, I, I, I would love to be able to, look, because think about it. If you're somewhat invincible if you can regenerate. Exactly. And so what's the need to teleport would be to get out of a situation, to teleport into the bank vault, and then to the next state with an arm full of money. But you could also rob the bank, get a hail full of bullets and then regenerate. So hmm. we really have to think about this. Put yourself in a million different scenarios. And are you going to rob a bank with this power? No. But um, maybe. What would you do with this? Why would you need it? And how much fun would you have with it? I think teleportation. And I think I think regenerative powers might hurt. Teleportation, you can travel anywhere you want really quick. Like we could have lunch in Italy if we want. You know, well, there's nothing saying that teleportation wouldn't hurt. Though we, that, that could be terrible. We teleport to Epcot Center and have lunch everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> I'm I'm going regenerative. Regenerate. Wow, I can't regenerate. That is a tongue twister. It is. I didn't think I had a problem with that. I'm going with that one. <laughs> okay. Um, regenerative. How about the regenerative? Yeah. How about this one? Um, time freezing or element manipulation? Time freezing. Yes. Element manipulation over time freeze. I, the only reason I, I'm going against time freezing is because I know that Scott got this from from like a 80s sitcom. I, there's what's that? <laughs> uh, the person could freeze time by touching your fingers together. What show is that? I don't know. But you remember the old Twilight Zone episode, right? No. It was called A Different Kind of Stopwatch. And this guy had a stopwatch, and he was a real jerk. Everybody hated him. But then he had the stopwatch, and he hits the button, and time freezes. So he was doing all sorts of stuff, but eventually the watch broke, and he couldn't unfreeze time. Oh, my. Hmm. Yeah, why why must be, life? That would be tragic. So there's yeah. that that threat (laughs) um but that you know that would be scary 
Um, okay, but I think we're here in the final four. Uh, we've got invincibility, telekinesis, regenerative powers, and time freezing as our final four. So the question to you, Chris, invincibility or telekinesis, which superpower do you want more? Hmm. That's a tough one because having telekinesis, depending on the extent of the power, is relatively making you invincible in a way. But then again, someone can kill you when you're sleeping um, mm-hmm. or something, right? Mm-hmm. Invincibility, and you mentioned this earlier, is that you're running the risk of being immortal, and that would be a miserable existence. But then again, invincibility could come with a whole world of wealth, and I don't just mean monetary. Uh, you know, your enemies are afraid of you. They know they can't kill you, and you can do a lot of good with it. So can you do a lot of good with telekinesis? Yeah, as far as your imagination can go. I think those two are pretty close, but I might choose to be invincible. Hmm. Tough one. Hmm. Hmm. Depending on how you wield your power, you got to wield it for good. You can't be this evil, uh, you know, totalitarian dictator with it. Uh, Well, I'm just going to say... Where's the war, you know? Like, what do I need to be invincible for? Well, it's about, um, let's say, okay, so you're invincible. The people who could be oppressing certain situations that would make the world better, you can use that power to intimidate. You're creating the war to make change, to make it better. And I'm just getting a little serious with the power here for a second. Yeah, sure. To, to, To make things happen. Because you're sure, invincible. So, but you have to go legit, right? You have to go like the legit Captain America route. You have to like almost like become a police officer and work your way up from there into like being deployed into war zones. You know, it seems like a like at least like a decade long process. Well, you could just step in and take over. I mean, you're pretty much a god <laughs> at that point. So you, you're just stepping in and saying, listen, you know, you walk into... Yeah. Uh, let's say big tobacco and you say, or whatever. And you just say, this is all going to stop right now. And they say, no, it's not. We're going to send our hitman after you. And then you just take out all their hitmen and you say, it's going to stop now. And what you're also going to do is this. And then you go to, you know, big pharma and you say, this is going to stop. And then you go into like, you know, the processed food and the addictive additives and all that stuff. And you say, this is going to stop. And then you go (laughs) to warring countries and you say, you idiot, stop. Yeah. And then you get everyone to just start to change by force and, uh, and, and make the world a better place. Or what was the other choice? Telekinesis. <laughs> Telekinesis. You could do the same thing, I suppose, because you could say you're going to stop, but then if they get one over on you, they can kill you because then you could fly them into the air or just fling them into an ocean somewhere or whatever. But, but with the invincibility, I think you can make more of a if your intention is to not be selfish and change the world, you which sold is what me. I would write. You After sold having me. some fun with the super ability, <laughs> I would try to change the world for the better. That's what I would do. Okay. But you can't right, see through fair. clothing. What's that? You can't <laughs> see through clothing. No, that's cool. That's really cool. Think about freezing time. If you're a really sinister person. See, the problem is if these things got in the hands of some really bad people, what they would do. Oh, my God. 
Right. I'm sure you could imagine. So invincibility is moving on to the finals. Um, other side of the final four bracket, regenerative powers or time freezing. Um, wow. See this, that's the tough one. That's a tough one. Well, I suppose if you could regenerate, then you would have the ability and extra time and less of a risk to kind of pull off the time freezing thing. And it depends on what type of person you are. If you're a really sinister person, I think that time freezing thing would be quite attractive to you. Um, yeah. But to regenerate also that would, you know, I think the time freezing thing has this fast because then you could get, uh, I suppose you could influence, you could maybe find secret serums that would make you, here's the thing, pick the time freezing thing, then go find out where they have the regenerative. I'm sorry. We, none of us can say this word. This is hilarious. <laughs> regenerative uh, serum that would make you, and it would enable you to regenerate. And so I would freeze time, go to that lab, make sure they have the serum ready to rock and roll, inject that into myself, so now I have both. So I'd pick time freezing. Okay. I'm with you. I'm with you this too. It's an easy one for me. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Now the finals. This is it. This is it, guys. Which superpower do you want? Invincibility or time freezing? Time freezing because I'm going to go find the invincibility serum by freezing time, stepping into the lab, momentarily turn it back on so I can inject myself with the stuff. And then as they chase me, I freeze them and I leave. I love it. Time freezing. Um, you're a, yeah. I mean, it's, it's time freezing for me. Uh, yeah. But the first scenario I could think of is like, like I, I don't want like a, like a party to end. Or maybe if I'm like, I'm like already blackout drunk at a party, like I'd freeze time and then go take a nap, sleep it off and then unfreeze it and then rejoin the party. <laughs> that's one of the first purposes. I don't even drink that much, but that's one of the first purposes. The to end. <laughs> it's such a metaphor. To Billy Idol all night. Yep. All these people are frozen next to me. <laughs> yep. Tim Tim always speaks in metaphors typically having to do with parties but it's a life metaphor right there you don't I want love that. to end that's right I think it's great I think time time freezing is great because over uh, being immortal because if you're in the situation that you have to get out of you freeze time you know if you're in a situation that uh, is calling into question whether or not you're you're going to live or die, you freeze time and get out of the situation. If you're swimming and a bunch of sharks are around you, you freeze time, get out of there. Yeah, right. Yeah. Yeah, no, it's true. It's true. You're pretty much immortal. And also, again, you can freeze time, step into the lab where they're making all this stuff, and take freeze time, you can get all of the above as long as there's some we're not like breaking any particular rules. Yeah. I think you can you can find out where these other abilities are and, and, and get them because they're being developed. I mean, we talked to this DARPA guy when we were making Strange World and he said, you know, pretty much anything you can think of they're working on. So I would freeze time. I would go <laughs> to get my X-ray vision and then you can look under people's clothes. <laughs> See, the problem is if you were freezing time, you wouldn't have to look underneath their clothes. You could yeah, make, you'd, you'd be worse than Kevin Bacon in Hollow Man. 
Oh my goodness. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I've never been, going off the rails. I've never been called such a thing. Yeah, it all depends on who's who's wielding the power. Ah, well, once again, we've um, we've uh, taken some uh, perfectly good time and thrown it out the window with this or that. <laughs> I played a spirited round of this or that. Thank you so much for joining us, Chris. This was a lot of fun covering all these um, topics with you. Anytime. I'm happy to uh, to have a discussion about any of these things. Well, yes, we have a lot more. Uh, we have a lot more on the list that we just couldn't get to today. So, yeah, we're going to reconvene and uh, really, really get into some hard-hitting uh, subject matter um, down the road. One of one of which involves Avril Lavigne. Not going to spoil anything here, but <laughs> keep that in mind. <laughs> well, I'm ready for the discussion.